0: You know, I'll cut this. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening, everyone. I'm super excited because we are finally back after a couple of times of rescheduling on my end uh, with respects to a handful of different topics with our one and only great friend of the show, Brandon, from Expanding Reality. Brother, how are you today and how's everything on your end of things?
1: Dude, I'm unstoppable. If i' if I was any better, I'd be twins, man, for sure. But uh, I'm uh, doing great. Everything's moving forward. We got some big stuff happening next year, and you know next year is already here for me. And so I'm uh, you know planning some stuff out and got a, a big bunch of things going on. So every you know when we you and I get together, it's always divine timing. So whenever you needed to do something, it just something happened. you know, and it always fills in and it's this incredible synchronistic dance that we do, Dave. and I absolutely fucking love this connection anyway. But also uh, just this place, you know, and how this all works. So um been diving into a lot of very interesting things on my end lately. But, dude, what we were talking about before we hit record here is fascinating, man. I love what you've got going. So, dude, pop off, man. Let's Whoa. get it going
0: first let me say that i really i appreciate it it's always an incredible we, we it's like a as dan winter says it's a shareable wave when you and i get together and the timing is always whether it's via rescheduling or not it's always on point with things that are going on with the both of us and i can say from with respects to at least the the patreon on the member's side it seems to resonate with them as well even at the time that i released the episodes and all that stuff but to get into it, basically, um, before we started recording to give the audience some context, I do have a paper here with some notes because I wanted to dive into a few different things and probably what I'm going to title the episode or set of episodes in general. Uh, human sleeves, movie theaters are time projections, the answers in Shakespeare. And uh, let me see here as well. Uh, electricity is magic, question mark, question mark, question mark. So, If we go one step at a time, I do have a theory that I wanted to sort of present to yourself and to the audience, and then I think you'll be able to build on it, if not do much better than even than what I did here. So if we look, for example, at the human sleeves angle of things, what I'd like to do first and foremost is pull up an article here that is from the... Uh, let's see here from the dailymail.co.uk this was January 2018 now again this goes back to the whole thing of what well, people say you know this is an article from x amount of years ago well unless there's evidence or data that can suggest that this article and the information within the article is obsolete I don't see why it couldn't be referenced again. Now, with that said, bodies kept alive in plastic bags and lifeless blank um, humans ready for a new consciousness to be uploaded. Controversial booth at CES, I think that's Consumer Electronics Show, claims to offer immortality, but is all as it seems. At the psychosec that's the name of the company booth at ces would appear to be human bodies were on display in glass cases and bags the exhibitors introduced a plan for immortality by uploading your consciousness into lab-grown bodies but at the end of the booth it is revealed to be a bizarre marketing stunt for the netflix show altered carbon now here's what's interesting i don't mean to make a conspiracy about a conspiratorial uh you know alleged conspiratorial or controversial presentation at ces but i can't help but think that from an intelligence perspective particularly a military intelligence one this would be a phenomenal angle for those whether it's with big money whether it's government or private interest to test the waters if you will by using a cover story as this being something for you know a Netflix promotion as sort of the back angle if people were very um uh, perplexed and sort of, sort of stunned at this but i'm of the very humble opinion and i ask the audience to read between the lines kindly that this is just my take um this is very old stuff with respects to being able to transfer or store consciousness now of course we have to understand what consciousness even is to begin with but what i find interesting about all of this is that we'll see here again this is from the altered carbon show to be fair but th- this is some footage from the actual psychosec um human uh, sleeves uh, booth so did you want to say anything brandon uh, before we continue on yeah. man
1: this sets up all sorts of you know bells in my head and it's it's uh resonating quite a bit with me as far as i know the audience is feeling this too this you know i mean w- we talk about this concept of predictive programming which you and i are going to touch in something that you you're we're going to talk about here and so this idea that this is just something that may be out there just something that's a movie i think this is an option i i think that this is something that not only is very real and i think that this is another form of perception management they're sort of you know prepping you the the meat the people, the uh, uh, private sector, I guess, for this type of thing in your psyche. They want you thinking along these lines. And so they present these things to you in all sorts of different ways. But this being a more physical presentation of this idea seems more than a marketing stunt to me. You know, I mean, marketing, I, I get it and it's very effective. This is awesome. It's a great advertisement for the show. But also I see this as something just a little bit bigger. I see this as planting a seed in the subconscious of the mind of the people to bring this about, or at least to prep them for when this becomes uh, a reality for them, as it has been for the elites or whatever, for a very long time.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. We see here, for example, uh, immortality is immoral. Um, again, speaking to this concept of neutrality or perhaps even malevolency with respects to the the again, one could argue this is just my interpretation, but the the disrespectfulness of uh organic nature if you will or not maintaining a moderate balance with the cosmos and what i mean by that is we have people even like dan winter that talk about you know even the quote unquote good guys if you will regardless of their species or even if it's us from the past or future you name it or all the above they use technology as well but just like even what we understand at a more uh, i guess you could say um nominal level is that moderation is everything so at the end of the day it seems as though that this concept of again using technology and i say this carefully is not particularly bad per se but there needs to be a very strong line and i don't claim to you know know where that line is drawn if even at all uh, approaching whatsoever this concept of again um using such human uh you know human sleeves as psychosec calls them and, and what have you now it's interesting because we see here you know boycott psychosec and there seems to be quite a bit of controversy surrounding this but what i wanted to touch on more specifically was this idea of uh, this concept of what people call manifestation but In the in the concept of essentially creating a probability outcome via entertainment, which is what takes us to the movie theaters or time projections uh, in in the title of this episode, and the reason I bring this up is because let's say, for example, we were to look at um, let's go. To this particular uh, page right over here say we are looking at these are people um, I will go like this, these are just you know human heads say they are watching in a movie theater a a film what i find interesting is that now this is probably where i'm going to go old school dave with the you know with the theories and such not as scientific and i think some of you will probably appreciate Hell this yeah. Right. Say a film is being watched in a movie theater. Now we could talk about, you know, the same way that a nuts and bolts projector emits from behind the scenes light that we use for our entertainment. It's perhaps our reality is the the source of our reality is a form of manipulated light that is then projecting nuts and bolts. Now, if this is the projector here, if we see, for example, that this projector is in fact emitting a visual onto the movie screen in the theater, we notice that as these i'm just going to use these three individuals here we it speaks to this idea of the 90 degree right angle vectors and what do i mean by that well for those that have been around for a while on the show you'll notice i've talked quite often about something i've coined at pac-man's mouth this idea that we are observing experiencing everything with within the 90 degree vector of Pac of pac-man's entire face or body but everything else outside Of that 90 degree vector is not observable it is not sensible, it is not experiential for us whatsoever now what's interesting is that this concept, and this is just a theory of what we call imagination or ideas seems to reside within here within the field of the potentials or the field of, if you will, the non-tangible, the non-physical. But just because it's non-physical doesn't mean that it is not a thing. So if thoughts begin to sort of simulate and you know circulate, whether consciously or subconsciously, and if enough of these thoughts begin to sort of Revolve around more than one person. What you then have is this idea of consensus harmonics or consensus reality via what we call manifestation. I've spoken, but we we've, we've spoken about this many times. You know, we both agree that you know you're you have a microphone in front of you. Is it really that? Is that really the case, or is it that we are agreeing enough in a subconscious frequential sense? That harmonically we're observing the same oscillations that provide us what we call tangible physical objects now what's interesting about all of this is say we take this idea here i'm just going to draw a line here to separate the two say we go back to the movie theater example and we apply that same concept of there being thoughts or potentials in one's head that does not become physical observable or tangible but these thoughts end up looping back to let's say, oh, I don't know, I'm going to draw another divider here. Say, some type of what's been called, you know, looking glass, chronovisor type of screen in, say, a military facility where certain individuals of the military industrial complex are looking at this and going, huh, we can still make a particular outcome occur based on if enough of these individuals imagine the same general apparatus or event and so what is then done is the idea of a subconscious thought outside of the uh clo or the 90 degree uh, vector or pac-man's mouth is then taken from the observable screen that observes multiple outcomes it is then taken from uh, from the, um, the military people, let's just say, for example, I'm not trying to sum them all into one big pot, from let's just say a group that is then these individuals then in the physical world, head on over to Hollywood. And what they do is they then slowly but surely plant ideas into the producer's minds and the producers go, that's not a bad idea, I think this can make some money. And with enough you know push and you know financial and support and all of this um it then gets brought from the producer's head into being filmed back onto a screen that is observable by the in by the person watching it not realizing that the people watching it are the ones driving the act what we call entertainment so when we say oh my gosh you know these script writers they're doing a great job i'm not trying to take away from the script writers but it speaks to this idea that we are helping to guide via our imaginative thoughts we are helping to guide the outcome of particular things and non-outcomes then being shown in time projections or movie theaters if you is if we like to call them now this could be the exact same thing going back to the whole for example um, Uh, whether it's, what was her name? In other words, major events, whether it's 9-11, whether it's missing people um, that constantly get the mass subconscious or consciousness to observe and focus. Now, um, to top this all off, one might say, well, what does this have to do with the human sleeves or the psychosec concept? Well, this is when I'm going to go old school Dave again, but imagine if you are in a movie theater where the people you are sitting amongst, not all of them but some of them are not actually they're NPCs and these psychosec human sleeves are a very very first draft first type version of what is slowly what is already in society right now except people would go nuts if it was just announced right away and these human sleeves or psychosec individuals they're not conscious in the way that they don't have a soul a, you know a chi a prana an isness but they are able, say, for example, um, this is, uh, let's just say this one here is a, I'm going to put HS here so we know human sleeve, they're able to help curate a set of thoughts like a computer can curate a set of outcomes, but the outcomes must be pre inserted by the individuals that know what they're doing here to then help create a more consensus harmonic reality, which could then be controlled more. So That's where I go with that. um...
1: Easily, uh, just for the audience's sake here, easily the greatest explanation of predictive programming I've ever heard. (laughs) And to tie it into manifestation, to tie it into the movie. Dude, you've absolutely fucking nailed this and blown my mind with it. Because exactly what you're talking about. Now, I'm going to share my screen for once. Sure, Uh, sure. There there is something on here uh, that I wanted to point out. God damn it, we had a good flow. Okay, can you see this? Okay, as you're talking about this, this is what's coming to mind with me. Now, this is uh, the Allegory of the Cave by Plato. Okay, now, one thing that to note on here, and back to your drawing there with the screen, uh, exactly what you're drawing here is an exact representation of this. Now, what's on awesome about this, and what I'm tying into what you're talking about, is, is maybe Plato had this figured out a long time ago, and basically what he was saying is that perception management is the cave. It's the environment in so- itself in which they have told you is the only reality. You also have the fire back there, which allows, which is an element, by the way, which is allowing the projections of whatever they want on the roadway above to be cast on the wall in front of the people that are bound and held in place. Can I just say,
0: but they got to make sure it doesn't get too out of whack.
1: Yes. Now, right. it, you have to make sure it's consistent that no one's running in and waking anybody up, like the Truman Show, whenever the uh, dad ran in and everything, you can't be doing that. Uh, and then the scuba diver, you know, came up or whatever, they yanked him out real quick. That's the equivalent of someone running into the cave and saying, actually, you guys are bound to a wall and there's a whole 3D world out here. There's a whole bigger, expansive, beautiful, bright world out here. So many things, this nails and it, it, to exactly what you're talking about, because you have now updated Plato's analogy of the cave. You're the new, it's Dave's analogy of the Magic theater, that's your shit now. And you—that's a TED talk, by the way. You need to do this.
0: I appreciate. (laughs) I I actually, I submit. I submitted for a TED talk. Let's see if they get back to me. But I I appreciate that. When they Um, do, uh, front row, brother. I'll. I'll
1: (laughs) Okay, so when we talk about this, also again, back to the movie theater elements you've got this cast here, and this is basically your lizard turds. This is your media. This is them saying, okay, well, whatever we tell you, because somebody had to make these objects for them to be then cast as shadows on the wall for these poor bastards that think that this is their reality to enjoy. They can't turn their head either side. If you guys aren't familiar with Plato's Allegory of the Cave, definitely check it out. I'll link it on the, in the show notes this article uh, on my end. Uh, and so when you think about society in this way and you think about this element of predictive programming, this is what it gets you to. The images and reflections are your binding. That's your chains. That's the things that they want you to say is reality, but that's it. Now, if you have opinions and objective ob- objects of senses, this is when you're kind of getting out and you're getting a real sense. This is when your observable reality kicks in and cognitive dissonance has gotten you out of the damn cave and now you're looking at around and now you've got reasoning and mathematics occurring. You've got understanding forms. Now you're seeing shapes, you're feeling warmth, you're watching animals interact, you're seeing a world that you've never seen. And on this way, in this way, energetically, we do this as well. And so again, back to your analogy, man, you, you've really nailed this with the uh, predictive programming element because we know... Uh, uh, God, The Simpsons had tons of these. Uh, The movie Under Siege with uh, Denzel Washington came out and then 9-11 happened, which is basically the same premise. And then on 9-11, those random number generators that all went haywire right before. And so it's like they can tap into the psyche. And it seems like a technology, but perhaps it's as ancient as this fire in the cave. Maybe it's just a set of circumstances and environmental consistencies that remain so rigid, even though they are illusions. That it's really challenging to see it for anything other than that. But our job here, and I think what this time period in general—if you want to talk about like the Aquarius and all that—then this is the lifting of the veil. This is more people able to physically turn around in the cave and realize that something else is going on. Also, to what you were saying about Hollywood, you know, I mean, Hollywood's uh also obviously a perception management hijacker. Uh, Holly tree from the druids and the pagans used it in magic and spells. That's what Hollywood's all about. And then whenever you talk about um, whenever you talk about the human sleeve, which I love the way that you said it when you were explaining it earlier about how dehumanizing it is and how fake and how unauthentic it is, because I mean, calling it a human sleeve, it's gross. It just, you just call it a fleshlight. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a gross thing, but maybe it is that reductive and maybe we see it differently because we have an emotional investment here, but they, whatever they are, this grander, are whoever's lighting the fires and doing the projection in the cave, maybe they are very aware of what this place is and that it's just a game and that it is that whatever. You know, whenever you talk about human sleeves and being this disregardant of something that we hold sacred, which is our vehicle here, I think of uh, a couple of near death accounts that come to mind. Um, Somebody uh, had you know, died uh, and then obviously they came back to tell us about it, but when they looked back at their body, they said they floated up and when they looked back at their body, it was just like clothes they had taken off for the day. It didn't mean anything to them. And so there seems to be on the other side of whatever we're experiencing here, some understanding that this isn't as dire and it's not that big a deal and that we only take it so seriously because the illusion is so goddamn good, you know?
0: I couldn't have said it better myself, man, and I want if I may, I did want to add to what you were saying there with respects to this idea of people talk about quite often. Well, you know, my dreams were more quote unquote real than when I woke up now. OK, that's what that's all fine and dandy. I'm not trying to take away from that. But a lot of people also ask the question in general, they'll say, well, if they're so used to the consensus reality of people agreeing that there's some type of tangible you know environment around them locally that what ends up happening is when they're in their dreams they'll say well okay you know this was a very sporadic dream and then it jumped to this and then it jumped to that well my humble interpretation and i could be wrong of that is that your will is is literally creating the reality that you are thinking of at that moment And so what is happening there is that it's not that that dream was a dream per se, in the sense of it was some esoteric thing that stays in your subconscious, no, 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 that was you. If that makes sense that was more of the real you than when you wake up in this this body if you will now i'm not trying to say essentially that you know the quote-unquote physical world is is um some type of you know hellish land or something like this although a strong case could be made for that you know purgatory hell you name it relative to what we're being suppressed from allegedly but i think yeah
1: it, it, well i was just gonna say limiting i mean this place is really limiting. And I think that when people like you and I see this place for what we see it as, and we look around and we see everyone still chained to the cave or asleep in the dream, then we're, we're we get frustrated because we know that it's not number one, the way things have to be. And number two, I, I believe at some level that you and I know that, you know, we we are a huge creator, we're everything. And so to be limited here, I think is the real challenge for us as such massive creators. And I think if people can really see it that way, you're not only going to understand that uh, this place is incredibly beautiful and magical, because like you said, I mean, you. I, I had T. Snyder on the show, and he described this so perfectly. He said it's like school. For some people, school is hell. You know, it, it's horrible. For some people, it's a wonderful experience, but it's just an experience, right? And so it's, you know, back to Buddha, uh, suffering's a choice. But I, I do believe, though, that folks like you and I, people who have broken out of the cave and wandered around a bit, we have a real challenging time accepting that so many people can't see this place for what it is, or even differently, just question it a little bit. Like maybe we don't have it right, just that maybe we can inspire you to institute critical thinking, which could get the right answer and, and blow all of our minds, you know what I mean? Maybe like that's the role we play here is sort of unraveling it piece by piece in a matter of just grasping in the in the darkness on our way out of the cave uh, to find something amazing here. And I, I really do though think like like what you said, it's it, it's a very personal experience for us because we're here and in it. But perhaps like, you know, the sleeve idea is a little bit more guiding the perception of the public to think like it's not that big a deal. But also then maybe it's a psyop to make people feel that it's not as sacred as it really is. You know, I mean, so it could. Go if you're mixing
0: on. in a little bit of truth with an overall grander scheme of deceiving people, you really start messing with their heads and then everyone just freaks yeah. out. And then there's your divide and conquer angle. So, yeah. yes, to, to your point, 100%.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I'd say limiting. I mean, that's that's kind of what we're experiencing in uh, in this place you know. It's Absolutely.
0: Nice. Absolutely. Now, before I go on to the next part, I did want to say as well that I would like to thank a member of uh, my my Patreon called uh, Mr. I don't want to say his actual name. He's been on a, a Zoom call lately. And I want to thank you, my friend, for even bringing this up. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have even thought about this or have taken it to the um, to the extent in which I'm about to. But you set the grounds for this, my friend. I really appreciate it. So what I'd like to do is talk about specifically. So we covered the human sleeves, the concept of movie theaters being time projection but this idea as well of again the answer is in shakespeare now this person had said that basically this if one takes the etymological uh, you know concept of this and we take the idea of well if we have a 90 degree vector and observable angle right and this i believe is is my add on to our great friend's work here if we take the name shakespeare and break it down if one had a spear what you're essentially doing is if you literally took and shook the spear the spear what will happen is like a pendulum it will oscillate but there comes a point where the spear in shaking just with the naked eye is going to be out of observability whether it's moving too quickly relative to how we experience and perceive what we call photons and light or it's genuinely going to go like like behind our bodies if you will and not be quote unquote rendered for lack of a definite uh better definition now if we took the spear even with one's hand and you shook the spear what you have is an oscillation just like a pendulum now what's interesting about this is that if one takes the visual interpretation of this you'll find that this seems to be no different than if you simply flip this upside down the pyramids if you will um it's been alleged as well by the way if i were to draw just an opposing Uh, it's not the most perfect pyramid here, but you get my drift. If I were to draw an opposing, um, you'll be seeing this in the uh... New York Academy of Arts soon. <laughs> I'm joking. I but love um, I love when you do this by the way. i <laughs> so much better at this too by the way I love it. Thank you. So you see, for example, here a lot of people they talk about, you know, uh, the the pyramids were multi-purpose, you know they were an energy generator. they were a grid to protect certain things. people were potentially doing um soul or car transfer, if you will. and it's this speaks to Dan Winters, you know, tip of the pine cone angle. Now, it's been alleged that if this were to be the ground or the surface of the of the ground in Egypt, there was actually another uh, generator i don't know the size i don't know many details but allegedly there was another one underneath the ground and it was sort of acting as sort of like um a, a resonance um uh boundary in the sense that if you have a pendulum and it starts to swing or oscillate and swing what happens is if you have two you know walls of anything or two barriers it confines that oscillation and that may in fact be needed for such frequencies and you know densities to then be confined through the tip of the pine cone or the pyramid in this case, and then go through and then shoot through out the other side, which is interesting because if we were to envision that in a particular way, what we would have in it would look just like this: the pine cones kissing. But what you would have in an ebb and flow sense when you start to quote unquote shake the sphere is you have on the left hand side here. I'm going to draw a um, very quickly. cartesian plane what you'll have is what's called in um various actually quite all over the place but hyperbolic functions and so what you then have is something like this more of a bend in a curve when the quote-unquote pine cones meet as opposed to a direct point and kiss because if we were to zoom in To this particular point right over here of the pyramids as you zoom in with that micro macro sense what you have is you'll notice, perhaps what we thought were straight lines may in fact be more curves. In which are again more very specific uh, forms of a shape, which is interesting because this is what's called angular uh, acceleration angular momentum in quantum field theory quantum physics. Now, I'm not saying that this is the end all be all it certainly isn't because quantum field theory, to be clear, is comprised of multiple different theories that don't fit or click with one another. But what I find very interesting is that when we look at these hyperbolic functions and we look at the way that they seem to occur when we're on a zoomed out of more of a macro scale we see pyramids kissing, for lack of a better term with the tips kissing. If we zoom in we don't see tips so much as we see curves. So what's interesting about all of this is that it speaks again to the whole Schrodinger's cat angle and to many other things, which is, is the cat dead or alive? It depends where you are specifically. You, the observer, the experiencer, a piece of, for lack of a better term, um, and I say this carefully, I don't mean this literally, uh, you know, source consciousness, Christ consciousness, um, the chi, the prana, the force, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it speaks to this idea, again, of just like, for example, we view something with the 90 degree vector, what if there's a whole, this is what we're viewing with our conscious mind, right? Now, what if there's a whole other quote unquote world in that resides in the subconscious mind, going back to Plato's allegory of the cave, that is just on the other end of it, that is out of the spectrum of of rendering such because, going back to here, we only believe in this format and so by definition by only believing in this format you're only going to have that format so that's that's where i would go with the whole shakespeare thing i mean i took our great friend m you know shaking of the spear i took it uh maybe a little bit out there but i'd like to thank him again for bringing this up because um yeah
1: outstanding <laughs> <clears throat> it's just, I'd love, uh, you know, speaking to you like this, because I, I'm, I've i been a fan of yours for a long time. So I like because I was just sitting here as a listener, uh, just enjoying the shit out of that. I'm just blown away by this. Now, the, one of the advantageous things for kind of me doing my own thing is I get to talk to you about it. And I get to ask <laughs> questions specific to what you were just talking about, which is what I love. Right. As you're, as you're talking about this, you know, number one. I'm sitting here thinking of the shafts now in the pyramids. And if anyone's applied any single tone frequencies to those to see if the way that the materials are and to see that the height of the chambers and everything with unimpeded room, if those generate something, if there's some sort of cymatic measurement, perhaps. And maybe if you can calibrate the tones at the different depths of each shaft and play tones to them in harmony with one another, maybe there's something that occurs there and it's just all sound. And you're basically running sound through the shafts that they found. I'm I'm just blown away by this in that way. Now, also, when you're talking about this in a two-dimensional sense, but then you add the word pyramid to it, my mind goes three-dimensionally. And so as you're describing the cones and the two pyramids inverted in one another, with the option for reality being in here and then there as well, like a generator of both, like you need both, you need both balances, which it's interesting that science is so able to delineate that your consciousness has a conscious and a subconscious mind but that really it's a dualistic nature of this place, but perhaps it's a glimpse into the fact that there's dual worlds going on here. And really you have access to both just as your subconscious on the other side, the other world, let's say, um, has access to your conscious mind in this way. That's what's driving both engines. So it's it's just fascinating when you, you, you think about this like reverberation of intent, observation, paradigm, experience, desire, uh vibe you know where you're at literally versus you know in conjunction with all of those variables and then it's pinging at a resonance between what you really are and then creating the world in and out of this now again back to the 3d thing i'm picturing the circle that you had as a head as your head your experience your way of perceiving this world and you have a not a cone going out but you have a pyramid going out to where it really focuses the reality and it's more boxed it's more contained for us but you also have the same thing going out the other side so it's more of a three-dimensional thing and this would then in my mind also kind of expand or alter the Merkaba maybe the Merkaba isn't necessarily this vertical thing or you can speak of the masculine feminine in that way but if you tilt it you would get the same results as you but invert it so you would point the cones in rather than have them come to a point point. and I think that there's something there so if you invert the Merkaba and then have your Merkaba body on top of it it, it seems like you're overlaying something really interesting there
0: Man, you know what's incredible? As you were saying this, I was prepping a sketchboard, a sketchboard thing with uh, a. Compared to no, but as you here's the thing, I didn't know what you were gonna say, but I was still I was doing this describing the same thing visually to add to what you finished saying. But I was doing it before I knew what you were gonna say. So. we're, so we're
1: synced up so hard. Our cycles are hard synced, today. We're right.
0: Sure. I, I fully agree. So if we look, for example, at if we go back to the sketchboard very quickly, uh, keep in mind, everyone, I'm adding to what Brandon is saying here. I'm not revising it or anything like this. If we take, for example, the 90 degree vector and then Brandon speaks on the opposite of vector as well, what we've also done by definition is we've created vectors here as well on yeah. either side. Now, the question then becomes what if these vectors are the result, say for example like this, of one particular layer. And what I mean by layer, just think of a a, a pizza slice, but multiple slices above or underneath it. So what we'll then have is more than one pizza, which would imply different densities and perspectives. Now with that said, what's interesting is, if we take, for example, this idea of looping back to thoughts, perceptions, all of this, when we head back here, by definition, we would have to be curving the experience and interpretation of such. So you're squaring the circle. Exactly, literally. And so what you then have. Right. You see what I'm saying here? So what you then have, by the way, is let me if I may say, see what I've drawn here. Now, let's take this and see, for example, we can even again draw, you know, the the half spheres around here as well, which, by the way, this circle. This right. This circle with an X going through it is also something that is used in um, quantum electrodynamics as essentially. Oh, geez, I forgot what the variable means. It'll it'll come to me because i Anyways, point is, is that basically it would also speak to what we call Maxwell's quaternions. Now, a lot of people might go, holy crap, Dave, Okay, now you lost me. And the point is, is to show the equations to show that the equations translate visually. To this so now take a look at what we've drawn back here Yo. and is it any different than he, this
1: dude because right <laughs> the way that you intersect these and the way that you connect them would reflect exactly what you've just drawn there now what's interesting is you have this opening coming out and right. that i i find very interesting now that could be in physical geometry just squared off now by the way the drawing that you did that also looks like the pyramid from above which is another interesting um, observation. Oh here. Like my gosh, to, I
0: didn't think of that, thank you, yeah.
1: <laughs> if you were to close that in, and also you can square that, you could circle that square. And so this squaring of the circle, this is ancient as fuck. Now it's really interesting, if you were to take the points on that circle and draw a triangle above, not hitting the um, circle at all, uh, the center circle, and you were to connect two triangles, uh, start the point at the very top of the circle from there, like this uh the very top of the top circle on the inside
0: oh i see
1: and then you were to draw that uh, two large triangles inverted on one another connecting from the top of that to the bottom two points and then back up and then do it the inverse on the bottom from the big circle on the outside like from the edges of the
0: circle right okay sorry i just got a little thing myself here with this (laughs) yeah
1: so yeah it 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 then turns out to be this whole sacred geometry thing. So if you go to the middle of the top circle where you are right there, where your cursor is, you go to the middle, the very top, the 12 o'clock of that circle, and then you start a triangle there, yep, and then go down uh, 45 to about your seven o'clock on the clock down there, where those lines all intersect the outside of the circle, yep, and then connect it to the other side on the left, yep, and do that all the way down, yep. Then you have your Merkaba, right? You have this idea of, yeah. And so now you have all sorts of sacred geometry that occurs within this one circle. Uh, I mean, that's very interesting, Dave. Because now you're you're mixing energy bodies with a perception of reality. You know what I, I mean? Think- and your observable, your ability to observe this reality. It's it's mimicked now in geometric form, which uh, you know again squares the circle. Looks like the pyramid from above. This is fascinating, man. It feels like we we do real work whenever we get. Yeah, to learn, I would, inspired, I would, com- I would
0: completely agree. A hundred percent. Absolutely.
1: What, it, I mean, what an interesting find, you know, because tying, tying it all in now to the work, I mean, it's just an energetic representation of how you perceive. And then therefore perhaps you can extrapolate from that information, create your reality. Yeah. And then now if you intersect this and how it, how maybe that's one entity, that's you. And then let's say you throw a whole bunch of us around and maybe combining all of them and their energies and those pathways, you know, kind of connect. And, and it feels like an energetic thing to where it's all electromagnetic as well, because there's a there's a force involved in connecting people and connecting energies, because that's what it really is, right? We, we all resonated a certain particular energy, depending on where you are and your understanding and the awarenesses and, you know, your healed trauma and all that kind of shit, but whatever your vibe is, You know, you're attracted, you attract that vibe in response. And it's with everything animals, people, places, things. All you're really doing is calling in that energy. And so, whatever your Merkaba visual thing looks like or vibrates at, like your aura, uh, you know, could be the way that you can measure sort of what you're at, therefore, what you're going to attract. Because that's the thing, right? What we're talking about here is understanding the mechanism and so you say okay well if that's the way it works i'll just be at this thing or i'll make that the goal right rather than running around trying to figure out what's going on you just make the goal making it the vibe that you want it to be and therefore it will create just due to these understandings because you know that one begets the other
0: to, so to then your, you just
1: focus on the actionable part
0: to your point if uh, both for us and for the audience i'm just drawing this line here as a the vertical line as a separator um, to everything you just said, do you know, by the way, if we kept adding the Merkaba spin, basically, if we kept adding them together, what we're looking at as well in another version, we're looking at the DNA double helix strand.
1: Fuck, we are, <laughs> which goes back to the shaken sphere thing, which yes. I'm very proud of you. You did make a helicopter dick joke once in that. And I'm very proud of you. For that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, you see here as well, by the way, this goes right back to, I mean, you take a look if we were to stop it here. Is does this not um, remind us as well if we were to just take this particular part of it, uh, Edward Laskalan Coral Castle tools. Yeah.
1: Well, and then also you're thinking now, if you look at the image to the left and you've uh, then blown it up and scaled it up on a larger, more sequential format. If you think about this now, you could your DNA could be represented by like a timeline visually. So then this is you at different states. But those all connect together as this crazy, endless DNA, double helix type of an action, which really is just this way in which you observe and create, observe, create. And it's constantly oscillating in front of you, but also there's a version of you you leave behind, sort of like a, like a spiritual snail trail,
0: you know? I mean, and so you've got all this energy
1: behind as well. That is the observable
0: reality to your point, do we find it a coincidence, for example, that this, you know, the onk or the why, if you will, is something Laskanen used at Coral Castle. It's what the Egyptians speak of so avidly. Not only that, but again, if we were to sort of complete this and then leave this open, there's your quaternion again.
1: That's also a ladybug shell.
0: Ladybug shell. um,
1: Arab shell, which is very sacred to the Egyptians.
0: Right. Also, which is um, It speaks to uh, going back very quickly to these images to the crystal uh, crystal lattices, particularly within quantum physics that are observed, not just in meta materials, but in almost in in literally everything every tangible object uh, even even more gaseous states as well there's a crystal structure, in particular. That seems to encase in, in all of this and not just that, but if we were to take a look at the way in which this seems to occur as well what we're also drawing in a sort of micro sense is. Now, if we were to zoom in, what we'll find here is, by the way, uh, for those that are not familiar, I could, this is also what's called Feynman scattering operators, but Ooh. in a in an, if we were to go back to the entertainment angle of things,
1: the flux capacitor.
0: Yes, it is this right over here. I'm going, what you going to say, yeah, really? Yeah, I really? was going to go back to yeah,
1: yeah flux capacitor dude because that's exactly what it looks like you know also a divining rod is that exact shape to find water underground that exact shape and it interfaces with you by you grabbing onto both yeah there you go yeah there's this company by the way uh i'm i'm such a gear nerd like i love shit like this just for aesthetics and there's this company that makes these and it's just for funsies um i think it's a pedal you can actually make it do something but um it's it's cool as shit and this company just makes them just for fun I love it. So, listeners it's, out there, uh, my birthday's in September. Boom! i
0: <laughs> Nice. It's it's awesome. Which goes right back to this whole thing to top it off with respects to electricity potentially being not maybe the source, but a source of what we of what our ancestors have called you know magic and things like this. So. With that said, actually, Brandon, I was going to jump to that document like that we had discussed, but I'm thinking perhaps we leave that maybe for next week, if that works for you, because we're approaching one hour at this point, and it's a lot to, I know we process quickly, but there are others that I know for the first time seeing this stuff on my end, it took me days to process this. So maybe it's something that if we left um, for the audience to to sort of uh, absorb for the weekend on and all that. I'm going to need a minute on it
1: too, dude. because, again, you've you've blown my mind here. Just as a listener hanging out with you, it's been incredible because, um, yes, there's just so much here to process. And I know that when we get into that document, you and I are just going to uh, rip it apart here. And so I really want to focus and spend a good amount of time blowing minds on that as well. So, yeah, let's cap this one. Uh, on my end, expandingrealitypodcast.com. Thank you guys so much. Uh, sign up to become an expansive insider, get access to this and everything else. Great way to support the show. Dave, what about you from my end?
0: Uh, Patreon.com slash Generation Z and of course, uh, at Podcast Z on Twitter, Generation Z Z E D podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, of course. Um, and yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, man.
1: Amazing.